Welcome to our Daily Reflection for this Sunday, December 31st. And of course, we're still in the octave of Christmas. And so this is the Feast of the Holy Family. And how fitting for Christmas, because Christmas is about the birth of Jesus Christ. And of course, Mary is the Blessed Mother, and Joseph is the foster father who cares and takes care of Mary and Jesus. And so we celebrate today on this Sunday that follows uh, Christmas, the Holy Family. And in doing so, God uh, gives us this beautiful model of the Holy Family as a model for all families. And we see that you know the family is something that's not a man-made institution. It wasn't somebody who cleverly devised this idea of family. It was God. It's a divine institution, in other words. It comes from uh, our Heavenly Father in heaven. And so we get to participate in the community of life and love that God has in the Trinity in our own family life. And so it's really important. And so we get all the readings are touching upon this mystery and importance of family. And so that's what the church wants us to focus on on this beautiful feast day. And so we have this great reading from Sirach, and it's about the honor and authority of a father and mother over their children. And this is ordained by the Lord himself. It's a God-given authority. And it's important, and there's an incentive here for children to honor their father and their mother. And, uh, and we're told that, you know, kindness to a father, for example, will not be forgotten by God, and it's firmly planted against the debt of your sins. And uh, remember that, you know, out of the Ten Commandments, there's only one that has a special temporal blessing, and that is honor your father and mother that you may have length of days. And so there's a, a special uh, incentive to that. And so here we have that echo to that fourth commandment in the reading from Sirach. And then we have a beautiful Psalm 128 talks about, again, family life and the blessings of, of a, a man who fears the Lord. His wife will be blessed and fruitful and he will have many children. And so again, this theme of family life and blessing. And I want to focus our attention on the second reading, which oftentimes gets kind of short shrift. It kind of gets lost, but the first reading is the opening act. And then of course, wherever the gospel is always the climax. And that second reading doesn't, at least the psalm gets sung and there's a refrain. So, but the reading that really gets lost oftentimes is that second reading. And I want to highlight this one because oftentimes the second reading only on major, major feast days really fits thematically with everything else. And that's true today. It does. And what I love about what Paul writes to the Colossians here in our second reading is that he gives us the recipe for successful community life. Uh, any community life, community within uh, organization, within a religious order, but also and especially within the family, because the family is the nucleus of all communities. It's the basic community of all community life. And so Paul gives us the formula for, in Christ for how to make life in a family thrive and be alive and healthy. And so this is what he says, and he uses the metaphor of clothing. So he says, all right, you got to put something on. Right? In other words, you've got to add something to your relationships, to your family life. What do you need to add? And this is what he says in this clothing metaphor. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, I need you to put on compassion. You're going to need sympathy, compassion for each other. So here's the key qualities of making community work dynamically and well in a marriage, in a family, and then in all other communities that grow, grow up from that. Right? So compassion, kindness, right? Community doesn't work well 
if there's not kindness with each other. Humility is really important for relationships and community. And gentleness and patience. And then notice, and then bearing with one another, right? What does that mean, literally bearing? It means you have to bear with the whining and the complaining and the impatience and all the other faults of those you live with, right? You have to bear with that, right? And then you have to forgive. Ooh, each, it's like each one of these qualities is requiring more work. You notice that? It's like the ascent of community life. And so let's go back through that compassion, kindness, humility is even harder, gentleness, patience, bearing with one another, and forgiving one another. And here's the Christian realism. If we're going to live in community well, we have to be able to forgive. If you don't forgive, you're not going to live community well. It's just an essential. And then he highlights that one because maybe he knows it's harder. And if anyone has, has a grievance against one another, forgiving as the Lord has forgiven you. So he's got to give an incentive clause for forgiveness. And then he goes on, and overall, these put on love. He's using the image like of a Roman toga, where you have a clasp that holds it all together. And that clasp, that what's the virtue? That holds all these other attributes together of patience and forbearing and forgiving? Love. Because without love, it all comes loose. It all doesn't hold together. And so is family life. So is any community. Without love, community breaks apart. It becomes disparate. Relationships become distant. They become fragmented. They become cold. What puts relationships in unity and proximity and closeness is love. And that's what we're called to today in our family life is love. And then that will bring the fruit of peace. Peace, harmony, is the fruit of forgiveness, forbearing, humility, patience, and above all, love. And then that peace will lead to gratitude and thankfulness, right? And then to remind us how to live all that, let the word of God abide richly among you, right? I love that. We want to keep reflecting on the word of God. And here's a word. This word from Colossians is a word that we should sit with, look at each attribute and ask ourselves, which ones am I not living? Which ones do I need to work on? And how can I implement these, these, these virtues and these qualities in the community that God has planted me, planted me in, especially in my family life, right? If we reflect on these things, we can then have a holy family in our family. We can begin to become icons of the holy family. And then as we do that, we can change the world, right? Then our parish life will be transformed. And then we can be a light to the world. So let's take this uh, as a deep reflection. And I also challenge you, we're on the cusp, obviously, of the new year. And as Americans, we like to make resolutions for the new year. Look through these qualities. Maybe your New Year's resolution has to do with building community in your family or in your other communities that you are part of. And which of these attributes do you really need to pursue the most in this new year to grow in Christ? I challenge you to take that list, pray on this, meditate, and then help it guide your, your, your New Year's resolution especially that resolution to abide richly in the Word of God. That's another good resolution. May the Lord bless and keep you. And I can't help but say, we have a Bible in a year. If you want the Word of God to abide richly in you, take up that Bible in a year, and you can get it audibly on the Amen app. And I again encourage you to use the Amen app for your prayer and meditations through this new year. 
that might be a good resolution for you as well. And I want to thank everybody who supported us this last year through the Mission Circle. Thank you for your support. It helps us to have this ministry and know that we're grateful for you. May the Lord bless and keep you. This Daily Reflection is brought to you thanks to the generous support of the Mission Circle. Join the Mission Circle to help Catholics worldwide understand, live, and share their faith. Sign up at missioncircle.org today.